Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have a new statue of St. Francis of Assisi in the narthex. He's well known for his love of creation, the birds, all animals. Yet other stories abound, abound about this great saint. One goes that Francis of Assisi went to convert the pagan leader of Egypt, the Sultan. Before Francis arrived, the sultan thought he would devise a trap. He ordered that a huge, elegant carpet be woven with crosses all throughout the pattern, then placed in his royal court. The sultan figured that if Francis walked on the carpet with the crosses, he would insult his Jesus. Or... If Francis refused to walk on the carpet, he would offend the sultan. Francis showed up. Without hesitation, he walked right across the carpet to the sultan's throne. Then he explained, Yes, our Savior died on the cross. The cross is a sacred symbol of Christian faith. 
but we Christians have the true cross. On either side of Christ were two other crosses for two thieves. These are the crosses we have left for you pagans. For Christians, the cross is inevitable. No one ever escapes the cross. We think we can't live with it, but we're not going to live without it either. As on Calvary, there are three crosses. The first type of cross is involuntary. It comes whether you like it or not. These are the crosses of disappointments, a bad cold, the flu, serious illness, the pandemic, natural disasters like hurricanes. Nobody asks for it, but it comes. The second variety of cross is voluntary. We ask for this inconvenience, but only because it's to our advantage. Suffering, sweating, gasping for breath on that treadmill every morning to shed some pounds. Sacrificing everything to work 80 hours a week just to get that overtime or so maybe we'll get that promotion or performance bonus. Voluntary sacrifice, but only because it will bring us something. The third kind of cross is voluntary as well, but there's nothing in it for us. This cross or this sacrifice is for somebody else, done out of unselfish love. It's parents who juggle, juggle their own schedules in order to be with their children. It's the man or woman who hangs in there when their spouse is going through rough times. Cross number three, the cross embraced willingly out of unconditional love. Crosses come in three varieties. Some people have three out of three, others just two, still others just one out of three. But life without any cross is not possible. We don't enjoy suffering or inconvenience. So it is natural to want to avoid the cross. Our natural inclination is to find the easy way out to avoid suffering. We take flu shots so we don't get sick. We take precautions to avoid, avoid accidents or problems. We look for a magic way to lose weight where you can eat whatever you want, avoid any exercise, yet you shed those unwanted pounds. And if you can get something for nothing, go for it. There's even something within us that tries to talk us out of sacrificing for others. It's called selfishness. We have to look out for ourselves. We really don't want to embrace a cross unless we absolutely have to. Our Lord himself, true God and true man, was tempted by human weakness. It came in the person of St. Peter. When Jesus speaks of his coming suffering, it is Peter who argues, God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. And it wasn't too late. Jesus could have avoided the cross. Recall in last week's gospel, Peter is the rock 
on which Christ will build the church. But Peter is just as human as the rest of us. Now, a week later, Peter is a devil. Get behind me, Satan. You're an obstacle to me. The humanity of Christ dreads the thought of suffering than dying on Calvary. It's only human to want to avoid crosses. Yet there is another way to look at it. There are human standards, then there are divine standards. When we begin to see things as God sees things, it's a whole different story. Of course, the very human Peter objects to Christ's prediction of suffering. But our Lord says to Peter, you are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. St. Francis Xavier, the patron of our archdiocese, gave up a comfortable existence to preach the gospel in India, Malaysia, and Japan. Francis Xavier, while a student at the prestigious University of Paris, encountered St. Ignatius Loyola. Ignatius was running through the halls, shouting words from today's gospel. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life, eternal life? Those words stung Francis Xavier to the core. From that moment, he saw things in a whole new way, God's way. Just as we would have been, Jesus was really scared. True God and true man, the divine will made the human will go beyond its normal limits. Jesus was so filled with God's life that he would do what a normal person would usually never do. We need such divine energy. It comes through prayer, through the sacraments, through love. United to Christ, that divine life in us paints a whole different picture of the cross. We can embrace the cross when we begin to think as God thinks. Those three types of crosses, none of them look good until we look at it through God's eyes. The cross that's taken up in love gives us a share in the life of Christ. It's a sharing in the source of that divine energy that enables us to do things no normal human being would ever do or even want to do. We can try to avoid the cross, or we can embrace the cross. It all depends upon how we think. We can think like any other human being, or we can think like God. Let us rise and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in the 